You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, folks. Welcome back to the Mountain Swire uh, special edition podcast. We'll call it special edition because it's not a preview. It's not a recap, it's a news podcast, because sometimes I like to talk more than I do right, and that's easier at every now and then. So check us out, as always, mwwire.com, Facebook, Twitter, Mountainless Wire, find all the good stuff. Today, we're going to talk about what the heck's going on with Colorado State football, because, well, they're struggling at the moment, and to help us out, um, we have one of our repeat guests, I will say, with Justin Michael, to join us to talk about the Rams. He does stuff over at the CSU Rams Report on Twitter, and it's also ramsreport.com did i get that correct yes sir man how's it going doing good i just see it on twitter i'm like oh i'll click or retweet or something so i just i find stuff that way occasionally so i'm like let's get the exact name so you get more people to go buy pizza from crazy crazy carl's is that correct yeah man crazy carl's best pizza establishment in fort collins if you're gonna be in town for a football or basketball game this season definitely hit up crazy carl's for all your game day needs and the reason I bring that up, not because it's a great name. There was somebody on Twitter a while back saying, who the heck is paying for this? I'm like, but when you tag the company, that's what they want, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, it was really just kind of some free promotion for me. The The guy you're referencing was talking about that Hawaii game. And the, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about that was most of my predictions actually ended up being spot on. So yeah. it kind of worked out well in the end. Too soon tweet, right, from that guy? Exactly. You got you to gotta be careful on the old Twitter yeah, that's right. So let's let's get to the um, – we'll have some fun. But, so Colorado State football, they are at the moment – they're on a bye this week, which is much needed, I would say. Um, from what we've seen this year, we – here, let me back up real quick. The defense we do would struggle because it's kind of – hasn't been good the past couple years. But we assume the offense would be amazing, top-notch. And it's been pretty good with Austin Cardi Samuels at the quarterback. Let me ask you to start with this. My opinion for what's going on, what's the deal with the running back group? Because we all thought they'd be possibly the best in the conference. They've just been okay at on a good day. Yeah, I mean, the, the lack of rushing attack has been... It's been brutal for CSU on multiple levels. It It's made them one-dimensional, and Bobo kind of admitted after practice yesterday that he thought they got too cute with the passing game the last couple of weeks instead of and kind of got away from trying to uh, assert themselves in the ground game. We saw him run the ball a little bit in that Illinois State game, but it was kind of too little too late at that point. The The biggest problem in the in the ground game, to me at least, has been the offensive line, which has been, you know, really poor for most of the season. The guard play has been has been really bad. They the whole they're just the holes aren't there for these backs and Quite honestly, they don't they don't have Dalen Dawkins this year, and he was the guy who ran really explosively. He kind of set the tone physically for CSU football last year, and I think the offense as a whole has really struggled without him in the mix, rushing and passing. Wasn't it though? I know there was Jake Bennett, another offensive lineman who did pretty good things. Was it like Richard Bodie supposed to take over that spot? You would think. Is well, it... you got you got Izzy Matthews. Yeah, a bunch a senior, of guys. Yeah, a bunch and... of guys. Marvin Kinsey and Rashad Body, who are both talented backs, probably 
you know, athletically probably more gifted than Izzy Matthews, but Izzy is a guy, he's a fourth-year player in the program. He's played since he was a true freshman, definitely one of the leaders in the locker room. So I think he's a guy who's kind of cemented himself in that lineup with how he carries himself. And part of the problem with Body and Kinsey is they've had some some issues off the field. They got suspended for the first half of the bowl game and the first two games of the season this year, and that was for a related incident. And then, um, you know, if you're not if you're not available, it's tough for the coaching staff to trust you in a game like situation. No, that's true because I remember like, oh, they're not playing the opener of Hawaii. But I, is it just that? So is that the so is that the main thing where the whole team is struck or offense just the line and the running game's not what we expected? Because if you look at what the uh, because I just saw now they're opening up maybe it's the other day, but they if you don't know they're opening up the quarter quarterback competition. With uh, Colin Hill and Carter Samuels. There's nobody else involved, is there? Because we know Bobo can go kind of crazy with quarterbacks sometimes. Say, oh, we'll give four guys a chance. I mean, technically, <laughs> oh, uh, Justice McCoy is is a guy who he's a guy <laughs> could be in the mix. He's the number three, and Bobo's kind of praised him for how far he's come in the last two years. But he's a, a guy in terms of throwing the football is, you know, miles behind the other two. So I don't. I don't foresee him actually getting into the mix, but I don't know. I don't know if you can really point to one issue and be like this, if they fix this, then the offense is going to turn things around because there are just a lot of things that have not gone well for this team. I believe having Bobo be away for 10 days right before you open in a zero week matchup. So they're starting, they started the season a week before everyone else did. And then they didn't have their head coach in the mix and they had to play a Hawaii team who, as we all can tell, turned out to be a lot better than anybody gave them credit for. And I think this team just, you know, maybe lacked attention to detail coming in. And when you're a team that was probably overconfident, thought thought they were a lot better than they were, and then you go and you don't prepare as well as you should, this is what happens. So where did you have them preseason-wise then? Where did you kind of peg them at? You know, I I wasn't delusional. I, I thought losing... Nick Stevens, Michael Gallup, Dalen Dawkins, Jake Bennett were going to be big deals. Those were and really talented football players, and at that they were the, the leaders in the locker room. And not having you know not having them around was going to be an impact. We all kind of knew that. I didn't think the the fall would be quite this drastic. I don't really think anyone did. I was expecting more like seven and five, uh, probably you know another famous mm-hmm. seven and six Bobo <laughs> season. Exactly, but. You know, and technically, to be honest, that that still could happen. I don't. After what we've seen from this football team, I definitely wouldn't hold my breath if you were a CSU fan. But you know, there there have been moments where you've seen them put it together on both sides of the football. Their problem is they just haven't been able to do that in an entire game yet. They've done it for what a quarter and a half versus Arkansas. That's about it, really. Yeah, and in well, second half Hawaii, second I guess. Half against Hawaii. Yeah, they come back. The defense. You know, they played okay against CU in the second half after getting absolutely just demolished in the first quarter against the starters. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's just it's tough to say. I don't think the defense really played that bad against Illinois State, to be honest. I think the offense really put them in a tough position. They punted, like, five or six straight possessions in the second quarter, turned it over another one. It's, you just when you don't have a ton of talent on defense anyways, and you're just constantly putting them in those difficult positions, 
it's pretty tough to win, especially when you seemingly can't cover a wide receiver or make a tackle in the backfield. That's tough. Here's what's gonna. I think what could happen. You got the bye week. They're gonna get some false confidence because you're playing San Jose State. That that better be a victory, right? I'm assuming it should be. <laughs> when they lost to Illinois State, but assuming like if logic... Illinois State beat San Jose State, and I. I'm yeah. pretty confident. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I'm you know true, but what I'm getting at, like, yeah, I think I looked at Jeff Sagar in our recap with uh, Matt. We, I think I looked it up. I didn't mention it on the show, but I think Illinois State's like 84th or 80th in Sagarin, and that's above 40 FBS teams, 45 or 50 in that range. So it, it's it's a fine fine game. They're a good team. Still should have won. But what I'm getting at, they should beat San Jose State. They probably should beat New Mexico as well, which means they'll have two wins back to back. Oh, all right doing well we're not we can get the 500 playing boise uh, boise state on the road but they're i think that could be it's going to be good to get things done because they need to figure something out whether it's colin hill cardish hoover's quarterback they're going to win in two weeks and hopefully it's a game where they can get things more uh correct i'd guess they're like oh here's what we are here's figure a few things out and then even in mexico they're hit or miss it's at home so that probably should be a win as well i'm not too sure about the make of the lobos they got liberty this week so who who knows what's going to happen but do you think that could be a potential thing? Well, we won back-to-back games. We're thinking we're better. And then they play Boise State. And you know what happens when they play Boise State. It's not usually good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this team responds because, you know, these next two games are very winnable. But the, the end of their schedule is brutal. You get Boise State, Wyoming, back-to-back. Then you have to go on the road to Nevada before hosting Utah State and traveling on a short week to Air Force. So, I mean, if you you maybe get these two wins here and you're That's you're it. at three wins, that could after be it, right? that, I think it it could potentially be it. That Nevada game, give me a hundred over under. <laughs> Ooh, there's going to be so many points in that game because both it's, defenses it's, are terrible. Yeah, it'll be close to that. It. It'll it, you know, you don't really know what CSU offense you're going to get, but if they potential if they click at all, that game could be a sixty to. 56 shootout something i don't know it'll be entertaining but. what i do know is nevada's defense is bad so that's why it'll help out any team that plays and not just csu but with the quarterback so who do you think is going to be the quarterback they're not getting out until next week my opinion is because colin hill is still what's just over six months from the acl nobody comes back from that unless you're playing nba essentially or maybe if you're like a, some baseball guys it seems too soon even though he's played a handful of snaps a decent amount last week I think it's too soon to bring him back. I get it. Okay, he's a senior. He's going to be gone in Carter Samuels. We could play Hill because he has a couple more years left, but he's busted his knee twice. Why not wait until he's really, really ready to go, especially the way the season has been turned out, turned out so far? Because like I said, even if Colin Hill plays as he, we expect him to play, which, again, Carter Samuels hasn't been bad either, are they really going to get like win five or six total games, over six games with whoever's the quarterback? You know, it's it's tough to say. I think I wrote before the season even started that regardless of how KJ plays, that Colin is going to get a chance at some point this season because of the relationship he has with Mike Bobo. Colin Hill is Mike Bobo's guy. Like you, it's it's Clear. undeniable yeah. when you when Mike Bobo talks about Colin Hill, it's legit. It, like it seems like he's talking about his son. He gets like the full on glisten in his eye. <laughs> he talks about how much his family loves and respects him. Like he has so much admiration for this kid that, quite honestly, I think when when things got tough, he probably 
made a knee-jerk reaction and got a little bit emotional, and they decided to insert him. I they I didn't expect him to play as early as he did. I was talking with Kelly Lyle of the Coloradoan yesterday when we were at practice, and you know all of us kind of figured Colin would get a chance, but we were all thinking it would be, you know, probably maybe this week for the first time, or maybe in Illinois State in the second mm-hmm. half he'd probably get in. But, you know, it's tough to say. They put him in a couple times. He didn't look good in his early appearances. I thought in the fourth quarter against Illinois State, he kind of started to get in a rhythm, and we started to see a little bit of that spark that we saw when he played as a true freshman. So, you know, I just it seems really early, but if he's capable of playing, they they love him, so he's going to get a shot. So is that your assumption they're gonna, he's going to be a starter when they play San Jose State in a week and a half? I'd be I'd be really surprised if Colin is not the starter against San Jose State. Is he going to make a difference though? That's my point. It's not the quarterback position. Like Carter Samuels has been doing basically everything they wanted him to do for the most part. So oh yeah, KJ got kind of a raw deal to be honest. Yeah, but it's you, when you're you're one in four football team. Yeah, and you know yesterday somebody uh, one of the local reporters asked Bobo in the press conference like, "Have you asked KJ how he feels about the situation?" And Bobo, you know, he didn't say I don't care, but he was like, no. And basically implying, like, well, it doesn't matter how he feels. We're a one-in-four football team. That's kind of harsh. You know, it is. But to be honest, that's kind of the, the thing that Bobo gets criticized for time and time again is that, you know, he's too much of a player's coach. He's not the hard-ass that Jim McElwain was known to be. Well, I'm not saying you need to be, like, be that, be hard on him. But I'm just saying, like, do you not even talk to him about what's going on? Just because, you know, I'm sure, I'm yeah, sure he yeah. asked, but he's not, they're not going to tell us the conversation. Uh, oh, clearly. I mean, his answer seems pretty bad. It's like, well, we talk, he could, it's one of those things like coaches, you get in your own way too many times. It's like, it's like, yeah, we, we talk about stuff, what's going on, but that's between me and him. That's perfectly fine to say, but to say like, no, or something, it's like, it's, it's clearly something has been said, but I don't mean like, oh, let's go chat for two hours in the, in my office about what's going on. Cause it's clearly not just him. It's other things around him, but it just it's just dumb answers that coaches give. It's like, yeah, we talked about it. We know how each other feel. We know it's a stressful situation. We're not one and four. Even though he's playing well, we maybe need a change to do something. But I don't know what the change could be. Could it be like does he need to have actually hire an offensive coordinator to call plays? Does he need like he's a new defensive coordinator? It seems to me there's a lot of things going on in the quarterback, as we already mentioned, is not it's like at the bottom of the list of all the issues they're having. It's something else beyond that, clearly. Yeah, I mean, the quarterback, I'm, whether it's KJ or Colin, I think either of them is capable of leading the offense and getting the ball, distributing the ball to the skill position guys, which is really, you know, the foundation of CAC's success, getting the ball to BC Johnson, getting the ball to Preston Williams, getting the ball to Marvin Kinsey on the outside. But, you know, there, there are so many other issues that I think if you're going with Colin, although they won't admit it to me that implies that you are playing for next season at this point exactly and and they sort of are even if they kept the guy and i get the point if that's the reason you're making the change which i could fully get behind it because okay you're not here this year you're not here next year unfortunately it didn't work out that's why i feel a lot of quarterback competitions like if it's if it's really that close and you have a guy who's done after this year why bother playing him and that's what i think it comes down to they're not going to admit it to us publicly but you know, they brought KJ in hoping that he would be the spark that gets them through the tough non-conference schedule. Didn't work out. Now you're staring down the barrel of a brutal season. 
So you play Colin Hill, you get him reps, you get him comfortable on the offense again, and then you know you know prepare for next year where you got Colin Hill versus Nebraska transfer Patrick O'Brien. Again, another one. <laughs> yeah, they they picked up Patrick right. O'Brien in the offseason, and this he looks legit, man. Oh man! And what's Colin Hill? He's a technically a junior, or is he a sophomore still at the moment? I forget. He missed the one year. He has this, so he has this season and one more eligibility. Okay. And with all his injuries and red shirt and crap, I can't remember how <laughs> he actually is. But I just remember when it was the Fate and Bada, Nick Stevens, Colin Hill experiment. That was a mess too. That's that's where I come back to as well. When you go back a couple years ago, Bobo never handles the quarterback situation good, in my opinion, at all. It's well, this a... is the third time. Even before that, it was <laughs> Nick Stevens versus. Um, Coleman Key. Oh, that's right, Coleman Key. That's who was one of Jim McElwain's recruits out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Had a massive arm, not very intelligent. I think he ended up getting kicked out of Coffeeville <laughs> Junior College because he couldn't. Hey, that's my point. It's like it's it's obviously the most glaring position. Like, okay, this is what's going on. It's the quarterback backup QB is always a famous player in campus or pros, whatever. But it's also also been Bobo's issue. So let's wrap it up here. So what do you think, like? Is there going to be a change the rest of the season? Like, I know we know it needs a change. You need to have some defensive backs cover somebody. You have to actually stop the other team from scoring or moving the ball. You need to get because like offense again. You had the two guys who are now the Blitnikoff Award watchers too. Was it a uh, Preston Johnson Williams? and uh, Williams? Yeah, I see the Hawaii guy, but yeah, there's two CSU guys. So you know the offense is doing something right. My thing, it's all the defense. Like the, it's the defense that needs to get done and. Sure, San Jose State, they'll probably they should. I won't say they will because they lost to Illinois State, but they should beat San Jose State. Do what do you is that the is that what's gonna be the key, like getting the defense right? Because even if Hill's the quarterback, it can get worse in my opinion because he hasn't had the reps. We hasn't played great so far when he's getting anywhere from five to fifteen attempts a game. So there's a chance like the team could be take a step back with Hill at quarterback, but it's a defense I think that needs to do something. You know what I mean? Tackle somebody, make a play, somebody. Yeah, the defense needs to be more consistent. Um, but, you know, kind of like what I said earlier, I don't think you can really fault them 100% on this. Maybe in the first two weeks they were kind of at blame, but it's it's the offense's lack of ability to consistently put drives together right now that mm-hmm. I think is really killing this team because obviously the defense hasn't been good, yeah. but it has been better over the last couple weeks. They've, you know, finally started getting after the quarterback a little bit. They've been able to force some turnovers the last couple games. But, like, it just doesn't end up mattering. And I think that kind of kills the will of this team because I'm not, I'm not sure this is the mentally toughest, you know, CSU football team there's ever been. They lost a lot of experience. And, uh, you know, just I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus or anything like that. But just based on conversations that I've had with some of the veteran players and some of the former players – a lot of these guys don't really have the the will to come back when things get hard, and and that's why I think the rest of the season could be pretty brutal for CSU. It could be tough, um, but you're right. Like losing captains or senior guys, some guys just like I said, some guys just aren't built that way. To not that they fold apart, but like I don't want to be a leader, I don't want to be a captain. Like they'll do their job, but they're not going to be that big vocal guy. Maybe, is that something they're possible? You think they're missing? Is that part of it a little bit? Yeah, I think. They need to be a more player-led team. There have been a couple guys that have kind of stepped up in the locker room and said that. VJ Banks, a transfer corner, Izzy Matthews, BC Johnson, they've all had similar sentiments about, you know, at some point 
you have to stop talking and step up and be the guy or like you know, we all like to talk a lot and practice and they they go at it and they mm-hmm. practice hard against each other but you know they they just haven't been able to execute in games and to me that comes down to your mindset how you prepare and the way you approach the game yeah, and, and I'm not I'm not sure these guys are quite as committed you're right because like the slow like it's not just defense off slow start versus Hawaii slow start versus Arkansas to come back first half versus Colorado even it is, they haven't had a single game where the offense yeah. has played even three quarters of good football <laughs> give me two, give me two and a half guys come on two and a half and something could get done um well, so let's wrap this up here what do you think how do you think the season will play out are they going to is it just next two weeks are you gonna get three wins or are you where do you see them finishing the year you know, I think there is enough talent on this team that if they can figure it out a little bit, it wouldn't surprise me if they end up winning four or five games. I don't think a I don't think a bowl game is even in question at this point. Like they have so many issues that in order to make a bowl game, they would genuinely have to make one of the you know most miraculous comebacks I've ever witnessed. So, Six or seven. Hey, they could pull Missouri. Come on, man. Don't lose confidence. It's, it's possible, <laughs> but you know they just nothing that we've seen from them so far makes me believe that that's possible. That's true. Cause like, I think San Jose state should be winning. New Mexico really good chance to win. Even Wyoming whose defense is great. Their offense is garbage. That's a winnable game. It's Play- at home. It'll yeah. be a Friday night mm-hmm. game. The yeah. crowd, well, in, unless you lose every game going yeah, into it, there won't be much of a crowd. But in Nevada, like I said, that'll be a shootout. Who knows what defense will make the final play there. I, th- I don't think Utah State's a win. It, it been going to Air Force. That'll be tricky, but Air Force defense isn't very good this year. So there's a lot of winnable games on here. I, I think I'm with you. I think they might maybe – I might just go like three wins. That might be it, unfortunately. Like the next two weeks could be it for them. After San Jose and New Mexico, they might lose their last five. It's possible, you know, but I could also see them going two and three in that last five. Yeah. It just – you never know. I don't think – CSU Air Force games are always just kind of a coin flip. It really doesn't matter how either team is going into it. It always seems to be a game where both teams put up about forty points. That'd be a good one. That's I, I agree with you there. I, I'm just most confident the next two games. That's it. After that, I'm like, yeah, we'll oh, see. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and even then, to be honest, I think New Mexico is a pretty tough matchup. They haven't really looked great this year, but you know they run the triple option, and one of CSU's biggest flaws has been. Yeah going in the correct rush lanes and tackling. And if you can't make tackles against a team that runs the ball like New Mexico, they'll run all over you. They're trying to pass a little bit. We'll see, but they're still sticking to that. So, all right. So I need to get ahead to hoops practice. Um, are you excited for the new head coach here in Colorado state? Cause me and Eli are starting our basketball previews this week and Rams are our number two podcast to preview. Oh, I'm, I'm really excited about the direction of basketball under Nico Medved. It's just a, it's a completely different vibe. I obviously positives around <laughs> oh very positive as around you know Larry for the majority of his time in CSU and you know Medved it's just it's you it's day and night when I see Nico Medved around campus or like at other sporting events he always takes the time to talk to me you know 10-15 minutes knows me by name knows all the other reporters by name he brought back the he brought back youth basketball camps. They're actually recruiting high school players again. I mean, it's there you go. It, not transfers and JUCOs. <laughs> you know, and and I don't want to take away that because I think there are a lot of JUCO players. Oh that yeah, have really successful careers at CSU, mm-hmm. and they made a big impact. You know, Gian Clavel, Emmanuel Magbo, Stanton Kidd, etc. But like, 
for long-term success, it's so hard to build a program that way. And it's clear that Larry really didn't have the desire to build it up long-term because I think he knew, you know, even if things would have kept going well, his his contract was ending in a couple years and that was, you know, it. They weren't going to keep him past that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's like kind of like Nevada. They keep bringing him in. We'll see if it keeps going. So um, one last thing. Does, does the head coach follow you on Twitter? Because he followed us the other day. He does. Yes, excellent. I was about to brag about I was hoping he does the yes. Because I don't want to be like, oh, no, he doesn't yet. Then you can go say, hey, coach, give us a follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. Um, I'll have to DM him some. Hey, give me your secrets, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful. Uh, no, obviously. Basketball media relations guy, John Martin, will be after you. No, he, he followed us. So that gives me an invitation, right? Isn't that how it works? <laughs> you know, I, I I don't know what the proper not- social media guidelines are anymore but if you're asking for my permission i say go for it okay i'll go for it here's that one guideline don't tweet at recruits right that's the only guideline i ever tweet at recruits fans and don't be a a jerk and honestly like is there really unless you're saying something complimentary is there do you really need to tag a current player's twitter account like uh, over the weekend, you know, I tweeted some of the quotes from Bobo, and people are tagging players directly and talking about how they don't give effort and this and that. And if you feel that way, that's fine, but you don't need to tag their accounts. Yeah. And if you're going to do it, definitely don't do it off one of my tweets because I'm going to mute you or block you. It's, it's just annoying. It's like they know. They probably know who they're being talked about. It's like what's the – I don't want my mentions because here's the thing. I know you got to go real quick, Bob. Quick story. Oh, yeah. I did a uh, I do stuff for with also college football news a little bit our sites with them and they're like hey let's give us a dumb stupid prediction and bold yeah I don't know if you've seen this but I predicted BYU would go two and ten I'm clearly wrong at the moment because <laughs> which my, to my defense they were terrible last year they were they only had honestly two winnable games on the season in my opinion that were for sure their FCS team in like New Mexico State or Hawaii before we knew Hawaii was good one of those two I'm like okay. And the title was, give us your bold, borderline, stupid prediction. And I think 2 and 10 fits that, right? And then every week, former players who I – because I know a few of the guys from stuff I've done. They're like, aha, you're wrong. I'm like, great. I'm like, did you not read what the title was? I know I'm wrong. But here's the thing. If they go 4 and 8, four and eight I'm like, yeah, I'm not that far off. <laughs> oh, exactly. And, you know, people love to – they they love to find the errors. And yeah. everybody – it's so easy and fun to point out shortcomings on social media for some reason. But yeah, and to be honest, I'm sure I've done it to people I too. And oh, I've, I've, I've really changed – I've tried yeah. to change how I interact on social media, to be honest, because I, it's a cesspool out there. I attempt to argue less. I attempt to. But then there's one person who really makes a match. So I do screenshots and tweet about them <laughs> just because they usually may not find it. <laughs> and so, I, I learned from you know my debacle with the Vegas. Case ah, that guy. That uh, you can't win on Twitter even when you're in the right. So it's no, it's, I, it's not worth it. I will say I declared victory over him because he didn't reply to one of my tweets. So I'll say it's a while back one I was victorious against. So I'm gonna declare declare victory because I looked him dead in the face in person and he wouldn't say. Oh, any that's right. That no, you, yes, I forgot about that. You win more than me because of that, and. He's an idiot and a dummy, and his whatever. We don't need to talk about that. We're getting, we're falling into it again. No, we can't. Um, you know, I wish him well. I hope he, I hope he does well out there and has so he doesn't have time to tweet. You know, just don't bug me, right? Go get your bag. It's cool. Exactly. Just do your thing and just try not to be a dummy. So, but my thing is about the mentions. I get all these mentions every Sunday morning about BYU winning. I'm like, oh great, come on. All right, so that's the end of our Twitter etiquette talk, talking CSU football, a little hoops. So we'll see how that goes and. 
Rams are off um, this week. They play at San Jose State. Is that what we decided? Is that correct? Yeah, at, at San Jose okay. State next As Saturday. A... I think it's like an eight thirty kickoff. So <sighs> those be are a late the, night. Those are the best, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's usually whenever it's an eight thirty kickoff, something weird happens at like midnight, like a triple reverse for a touchdown or something. So everybody stay up for it. Exactly. Just watch all the games, all the football you can. So check out. Um, everything online that you uh, particularly do go to rams csu rams report on twitter ramsreport.com and uh justin michael thank you for hopping on and time for basketball practice so head on over there and have fun yeah man thanks for having me on hopefully i'll be back at some point with you guys this season love your guys' content you know as a somebody that has followed the mountain west through my entire life i can say very confidently that there's not a better source for all around mountain west coverage than you guys so thanks for bringing me on. I appreciate that, and I will not name the former site because we are superior to them, and that will be all today. That's all we got to say, man. 